dog should die the slowest, most torturous death possible. Their skin should be separated from their flesh with an air hose through minute slits, and then have water from the Salton Sea injected slowly into the cavities while someone rips off strips of duct tape from their balls. That's just off the top of my head. I was sure I could come up with something more concrete if given a little time. Okay, I might have borrowed that death from Jay's overactive imagination, but it popped into my head once I saw the dogs. Whoever turned them into vicious animals needed killing. If Pookie didn't get us killed first. Before my partner, Ben, killed my lover, Rick, and shattered my life and body in a hail of bullets, I shared a townhouse with Rick's small dog. He'd been a quiet, fluffy thing with bulging eyes and a discerning palate. We'd come to an agreement of sorts. I wouldn't let Rick put bows on the top of his head, and he didn't chew up anything I owned. I called him Ragmop too often to actually remember his real name. He'd been one of the many things Rick's parents took with them when I was lying on a hospital bed fighting for my life. Well, what I had left of my life after they removed any sign of his existence from our place... It was bad enough that Ben killed him. I could have done without them erasing him completely. Now, I'd be lucky if the dognapper's mutts didn't finish the job Ben had started. But at least I'd fulfill the promise I made to my current lover, Jay. I wasn't getting shot at. Or I'd planned on fulfilling that promise until the shooting started. There was a hell of a lot of shooting going on, and the popping noises I was beginning to hear were loud, rapping sounds bouncing through the street. Somewhere, I had taken a wrong turn. Pookie was not helping. Her ears flew up and hit my face with every stride I took, sometimes blinding me with white fuzz. Circling through the neighborhood led me back to the wide street where I'd expected to find Bobby's truck. The dogs skittered around the corner, their claws scrabbling to gain purchase on the broken sidewalk. A rough cinderblock wall held promise. If anything, it was solid enough to keep the mutts from chewing my ass off. My knees struck the wall as I swung up, my muscles going numb when I hit. The uneven blocks dug through my jeans and scraped my skin, turning my knees into hamburger. I'd take inventory later. Between the dog struggling against my chest and the bloodthirsty howls at my back, I had better things to worry about than whether or not I'd look like a piece of road rash once I got out of there. The wall was covered in dank black lichen along its prickly flat surface and thick with Los Angeles traffic dust. The mold made it difficult to get a purchase on the wall, and more than once I felt my sneakers slip when I tried to get a better hold on the ridge. Someone had begun to shout, and it was getting louder and more incessant. Ignoring everything but the dog strapped to my chest, I heaved myself up and bit through the pain arching through my shoulders. Heaving my weight up, I finally got a foot onto the wall's lip and balanced precariously on the wide cinderblock ledge. Pookie twisted in her holder, throwing me off balance, and I fell right through the thick plastic sheeting draped over a ramshackle carport's support beams. Pookie yelled her displeasure and tried to snatch my nose off of my face, but I kept her steady, cupping her wriggling body against my chest with one hand. I'd already eaten the chocolate bar, or I'd have been sorely tempted to toss her back into the garage and let her work out her own escape. 
The dogs barking furiously on the other side of the wall were the least of my problems. I knew the smell coming up from the thick foliage. It was a sweet, sticky odor, reminiscent of days I'd spent in college, trying to clear my head after a long day of classes. Whatever strain the grower was producing, it was epic in its sugary scent, and the plants were practically opaque with resin-rich clusters. My sneakers stuck to the floor when I began threading through the pot plants toward the torn plastic I'd come in through. Working my body through the opening, I spotted a gate and sprinted through a barricade of cast-off household items blocking my path down the side yard. My fingers were on the latch when my luck ran out. Lights flared on in the house and poured through the grime of closed louvers. To make matters worse, flares of red and blue lights were sparkling the sky, casting up an ominous fireworks show. The bottoms of my sneakers were now covered in enough resin to make a hat.